Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. You know, everybody knows by now, if you've seen one or two episodes, that this is truly about just me hanging out with my smart-ass friends. <laughs> and I am so happy I qualify. Yes, yes. And commenting about the bullshit we keep looking at. <laughs> and going, what are they doing? Well, well, and, and at the end of the day, um, I think what we get to see, and unfortunately what we see is that people who are really doing something and those that aren't. I mean, it's it's very clear uh, what's going on and it's, 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 it's tough because once you've been there, same thing I tell my 13 year old. It's like, hey, I've been 50, I've been 13. You've never been 50, so you don't know. I know exactly what you're doing. I know exactly where you're going. So let's just wrap this up there. But um, before we go any further, my friend, Casey Everhart. Yeah. I am, you know, it is, I'm sitting here just kind of gushing because I love the fact that you and I are just like in the middle of this super deep conversation. We both just look at each other and we're just like, let's just record this and get this conversation kind of out. And like, let's just continue our our, our amazement at how um, people can sometimes get so stuck in their business yeah. and sometimes they just need a good wallop upside the noodle. Yeah, <laughs> wallop it. upside the noodle, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, because I say, so, you know, tell me, I'm kind of a spice girl, right? Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. And I think that, that people pretend and say they want a million dollar business, but when it actually comes down to the work, they, they haven't processed what it really takes. And um, at the end of the day, it's, as we have discussed, it is simple, but it's not easy. And so the, the, the process of it gets overwhelming. But once you've done it multiple times, so please, you know, tell everybody your background and, you know, here you are, Academy Award winner and, and all the things you do, you know, in the in the in the two minutes, right? Yeah. So the I'll give minutes. you a quick two minute like here's here is where I come from in terms of business. So yes. I've kind of uh, I've been 13 and I've been 47. And when <laughs> I say, right. Um, so uh, my background is really started out in the amusement park world. Uh, I worked to see I, I worked as a ticket taker at an amusement park when I was 15 years old. And by the age of 24, um, I had worked my way up. The park got bought by a group of New York, uh, no, I'm sorry, professional soccer players and a New York Yankees pitching coach. And I made the pitch to them that they should just give me the park um, and let me sell it to a big, ginormous, multi-park conglomerate that has the number six in it. Um, and that I could do that in three years. And they reluctantly said yes, and the venture capitalist kind of became my mentor. And so I became the general manager of that park. And three years later, we ended up selling it to this ginormous park uh, conglomerate. And in there, I had 2,500 employees that were my same age. I had 17 or 18 different departments that I oversee. I saw a staff of 37 um, in terms of manager, people were older than me, younger than me, all over. We dealt with the public. We were a destination park, so we only had 100 days. Um, and we really had to crack the code of how to create revenue for that park um, throughout the year. When it's rainy in Seattle for nine months out of the year and you're running an amusement park and a water park, you know, you got to come up with other ideas to generate revenue. So we did things like created an RV show in the parking lot because we were right on the freeway. You know, we had haunted houses. We had holiday with lights with a lot of Christmas lights. You know, we came up with lots of different ways to generate revenue. And that was really kind of my strong point is going in and looking at a business and cracking it open and figuring out how to uh, increase the revenue and the profitability. And at the same time, I understood from a very, very early on age that the more value you give people, everything else works itself out. My grandfather taught me that when I was a, a, a kid. And so we really looked at how do I build the network of people that we knew to get us faster and better um, going to your upcoming book, um, you know, how to make speed work in our favor, right? right? And how do we be able to attach a million dollar equation 
um, and replicate that equation over and over and over and over again and speed the entire process up. And so our job at that park really was to have you and your daughter come to our park. Whatever money you have in your wallet or your purse, my job was to tip you upside down and shake every last and penny out of you. take it all. Take and, it all. And when you get home, write me a thank you card. There you go. Like that was the kicker. And so everything we did was creating the overall experience. So when we sold that park, I moved to Los Angeles. I started working in the movie business. Started applying the same exact formulas, the same exact networking, the same exact process. Um, uh, same exact process to the same thing. Did I lose you? Oh, I think I lost you. Well, we'll record this anyways. Um, the goal was to um, really get in there and apply that same process. There you and, go. Yeah, I think we. I think I lost you there for a second, but that's all right. I'm back. No, so I moved to Los Angeles, and the same processes that I had built the amusement park with. We just applied to the movie business. It was all about yep. the network. It was all about creating a good product. It was all about yep. creating a great experience. It was all yep. about follow up, follow through, giving our uh, giving our customers, in this case, the audience go, the moviegoers, um, a reason to come back over and over and bring their friends and family and tell everybody about it and create a buzz and all of that jazz, all of those pieces in that equation that you talk about. Yep. And uh, ended up working on a uh, uh, best picture movie, uh, being John Malkovich. And from there, I retired out of there built a equipment rental company where I rented equipment back to all my friends that I had built in the production business. Right. So I had run a portfolio of businesses my whole life, all really based around the three P's. And we were talking about this earlier, people, process, and product. Whether I invest in a business, whether I build a business, whether I coach a business, whether I talk about a business, it yep. really comes down to formulas, systems, and processes, and creating the overall experience. And so as long as we all do that on our businesses, Yep. It just works. Yes, and I and I think that a bunch of stuff. That folks try to make it so much harder than it is, you know. Um, we have similar stories, which is why it's so funny that I think that's why we get each other. You know, is that you know, nineteen, I was running my first commercial, I wrote my my very first radio ad, killed it, did a million dollars in four months because I was working at a tax firm. Once again, we got a hundred days, right? Yeah. We yeah. can't do anything else. 100 days, January 1st, April 15th. And really, it stops about March 15th because those people who are getting refunds, like they stopped, you know, they get theirs very early. And if you owe, they stop filing, right? So, and they don't want to pay and they, they're crazy. And we did the exact same thing. Like, you know, find who they are. When we were done, we took every nickel we could and they were thankful for it. My telephone business, the same thing, the same steps. That's why I think I get so frustrated, right? <laughs> when I see a person and I see the potential of their business and they won't do it. Like, I just wanna, uh, uh, you, what the hell is wrong with you? It's, it's not that difficult. And it's, it's always in the, what they're resisting. You know, it's like, well, call three people today. Oh, I can't call three people. And I'm like, really? You can't reach out to three of your friends? D did you not just, you know, take care of everything for them? Yes. So call them. Well, what do I say? What do you say? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is like, you bring a really good point. It's hard to have somebody call three of their friends to say, hey, I've got a product or I've got a solution or I'm starting a new business or I'm launching a business or I'm, I'm selling roofing or I'm selling massage or I'm selling window cleaning or whatever. Yeah. Yet those same people are the ones all over Facebook saying, oh my gosh, you got to go read this book. Oh my gosh, you got to go to this restaurant. Oh my gosh, I saw the movie last week. It was fantastic. Or oh, And, and they are so um, willing to share their experiences and their influence with their network so long as it doesn't in any way, shape or form benefit themselves or the business or the community that they ultimately are trying to serve. Like, I think it's amazing that you went to Taco Bell and I'm super glad that you posted your gordita on Instagram. Like, that's awesome. But now I need a new roof and I can't find anybody to do a new roof. So I'm going to post on Facebook. Somebody give me a roof recommendation. And if I would have known that you sold roofing and not just trying to hop gorditas from Taco Bell. Right. I would have called you. Right. 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 And it's a 
seduce me into you seduce me into your business yeah if you can put in front of me a checklist of seven things that I can do to check out and see if I need a new roof or not and give yeah. me the opportunity to say hey I have a roof yeah. hey I want that checklist now you have the ability to seduce me and maybe that hundred day period that hundred day season um, is a hundred days and maybe I'm not in the market to even afford a roof in the height of that time period but maybe the other 200 days you give me a discount because I, I I need a I need a cheaper price or whatever and you can create revenue out of building the tribe you and I were talking about this before it's like in any business we're all marketers like at the end of the day we're telling stories and we're marketers your product good or service is just the thing that you talk about right and so it is really comes down to build the tribe engage the tribe and market to the tribe and the biggest challenge I think we both find is that people want to market to the tribe that doesn't exist or you've never even had a conversation with to see if they even have the problem that we supposedly solve right 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 like what good is it for for a roofing company to try to sell roofing to somebody that rents an apartment no good I get it I get it all the time and in our townhome there are some that are owners and some that are not and they're like, well, I'm just going to send it to everybody. It's like, you know how much money you just wasted? Yeah. Wasted, but, but, but so much, even in, you know, in my wonderful new book that's coming out, it's really about developing relationships and sustaining relationships and making sure that, you know, I think that I don't care how long. I mean, we giggled and said, how long has it been? Like 14 years. I don't know. But instantly he said, oh, hey, it's Rochelle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because. I'm always trying to develop relationships and making sure that I'm doing, you know, good things for other people because, you know, call it what you want, do 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 karma, whatever. But it all comes back to me. And I know that it does. Well, let's talk about this relationship thing for a second because sure. I, I think this is one of the things that is in today's climate really frustrating for me as a guy that works with, you know, multiple multi-million dollar brands at this point is that they a lot of people have been seduced into this idea or this unicorn fairyland of what a quote relationship is so i think it's important that we should probably at least talk about um what that even really means like i look at it this way if i have a potential customer whether that's somebody that's visited a website or they watch something on facebook or whatever if they and i just meet we open a, a social bank account together and every time I or they add value it goes into this bank account yep. well what happens if you try to have somebody buy something or you withdraw from a bank account that has nothing in it it's overdrawn you're charged 30 bucks on a good day yeah and the bank then sets you aside into a, a, an account group of pain in the assets right so right. It is always when we talk about building a relationship with our customers or our, our influencers or people in our network, I think it is important to add an asterisk to that and say the relationship is built when value is exchanged. Yeah. Right? If I send you, you know, we were talking earlier, if I send you a, a little brownie with your name on it, or I send you a greeting card, or I send you a coffee mug, or I share you know, I know you're about to go out on tour. So when I see you post on your Facebook of you being out on tour, then I want to be able to promote that to my network. That's adding value, right? right. If I just go, um, you know, hey, join my list, join my list, join my list, join my list, join my list. It just is not, um, that is not a relationship build. Right. But, you know, you and I were talking and you said, oh, I'm going to go out on tour. And then when you're out on tour, um, you're going to have people come and participate with you in a, in a great event. It's like, OK, well, look, how do I add value A to that event? How do I get you in front of the people that I think can put you in front of rooms of people? Hey, are, am I like, do I own any meetup groups that might be of, of a good fit? So in my head, I'm always racking like, how do I add value to you, your business? And by the way, guys, just as a hint, um, it's one thing for me to try to add um, value for you. Yeah. It's a whole nother level when I add value to your daughter. Right. When I can celebrate your daughter, when I can celebrate your granddaughter or your grandbabies or whatever, or your pets, yep. 
it is there is a hierarchy it is like us kids nephews aunts and and, and cousins then it goes children then it goes grandkids and the pinnacle of the deal is somebody's dog you send somebody's dog a get well card, yep. you might as well figure out where to put the bank. Yep, yep, because they can't wait to reciprocate. You know, there's this there's this thing that goes on and I and I, I sit and I, I look at, at folks that have followers and these things and they're all bragging and I'm like, okay, do you know that I think I've got 600 Instagram followers, but in a moment, I can go make $6,000. If I want to, but I watch other folks that have 5,000 friends on Facebook who tell me that they're broke. How? How? I'm like, you can't get $1 from each one of your friends? Then they're not your friends. Why are they there? Or you haven't built and sustained that relationship that you, you know, what are you doing? And what is this? And look, let's 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 break this down. You and I are both speakers. We speak. We both speak all over. We are just talking about our 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 journeys down under to Australia all the time. We both speak all over. I've worked with a lot of speakers in my day, but you know, both of us have. And and I've really broken um, this down to a three three kind of stage process. And if you're watching and you're not a speaker, yeah. I'm going to give you the formula to see where a speaker is in their career. If you're a speaker, you'll recognize this. And if you're just a marketer or somebody that owns a business, listen to the uh, the lesson in this versus just hearing the words. Okay. Yeah. So when a speaker first starts out, and there there somebody gives them the 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 shot or the opportunity to be in front of their room, which by the way, the producer has all the risk because you're gonna f it up and yeah. you're gonna suck. Yeah. And they're giving you that opportunity and that shot. The fact that most people don't respect that. Is a whole nother discussion. Is a whole nother. But a new speaker, it always starts the same. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. You should buy my stuff because I'm awesome and I'm so awesome that you are just lucky to even be in my presence. I'm so awesome. You should buy my stuff because I'm awesome. Yeah. It usually starts with pictures of their family. It usually yeah. starts with pictures of their car and yeah. their big house and their hideous yeah. sunglasses from 1984. And they're just awesome with their little preppy jackets and their little like, I'm awesome. And, you know, I, I invested in this crypto business eight seconds ago and I now own $77 trillion. Yeah, it's all bullshit, right? So that's number right. one. Then when that gets tired and old and producers are like, I'm over this, it goes to my product's awesome. My product's awesome and I'm awesome and my product is so awesome that you should buy my product because the product is awesome. And because I sell it, I mean, look at me. I am so awesome that you ought to buy my product. I'm so awesome. Yeah. Right. And then that gets really old. And you and I were joking that we have several people in our collective space that that is kind of where they sit. I'm awesome, my product's awesome, so you should just throw me cash because I'm awesome and my product's awesome. Yeah. But when it really, really sinks in and wealth is created and shift is created and results are created and inspiration is created and the cobwebs and the mindset are cleared out, Yeah is when that same speaker goes to the transformational space of, I'm really here to truly serve the audience. Yeah. It's not about me. It's not about, I'm, you did such a perfect job of saying, I've been 13. 13 years old is the brand new teenager that's all like thinks they know what they're doing because they can put on lip gloss and get their ears pierced for the first time and right. run around and go on a date and somehow they are like magical adults. Yeah. Right? But as we get older, it's like at some point we're like, okay, been there, done that. Let me tell you what is going to happen in this equation. Yeah. Number one, the boy ain't going to kiss you. Number oh. two, right? And we can go down that right because we have wisdom, right? Absolutely. And so um, as a speaker or as speakers or as um, um, seasoned business professionals, it really does come about um, when we can really talk to the audience and say, hey, look, what is your problem? How can I help? How can I solve? What can I do to help you? What can I do to deposit into that? That's when the whole world opens up and it is the frustrating thing for coaches, um, people that have been around the block a few times, is when they look at somebody that, that so should be in that third category and they're stuck in the I'm awesome. Yeah, but I think, you know, businesses do that too. Just like you oh, said, marketers 100%. do that too. Like they, like they forget that 
that, you know, they start, like, I see them selling things that they're not really experts in. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you know. I have, like, <laughs> I, have, I have a rule. I have, I have a rule. And it's so funny. I have a call tomorrow afternoon with a buddy of mine, and I'll put buddy in air quotes, um, who has set up a conversation for me to have a conversation with the CEO of a company he represents. And so I told him this morning, I said, look, I've gone to the site. I've looked at it. doesn't pass my rule. He's like, well, what's your rule, dude? I'm like, dude, I see a hundred deals a week. Like I, I'm not, I am in no shortage of deal flow, right? I said, but I would not feel comfortable having my mom give you the credit card number for this product. That's my rule. If I can, if my, if I can't call my mom in good conscience and say, mom, I need your credit card. Yeah. How am I, I, I'm willing to do that for a complete stranger or somebody I'm trying to build a relationship with, but I won't do that with my mom. Right. It's just a no go. No. And, no. and you know, it, and, and so I just advise all of business folks, it's like, Pick the people that you care about, your mom, your, your nana, you, you know, your auntie, um, your top customer, and ask yourself, before I take on pitching this product or sharing this product, would I sell it to my mom? Right. Right. You know, we were talking about this amusement park a, a little bit, and you know, uh, every decision we made was, how, how do we get them to send us a thank you card at the end? Like, at the end of the day, is a crappy hot dog gonna get that thank you card? No. Or is a handmade hot dog where we can create a hot dog factory where kids can watch us make the product? Right. Right? right. What's gonna, gonna give it. your 13 year old daughter such an amazing experience that she just has a smile on her face and she doesn't care about the chlorine, the chlorine content or the water temperature content or the pressure uh, the pressure of the pipes below the park or the, you know, who carries the insurance. None of that matters. That's all behind the house stuff. Our job as business owners yep. is to give our customers the wow factor. And the reality is that if you create and follow a formula, the million dollar equation, and you implement it with speed and yep. you implement it with leverage, it actually becomes much easier. Right. It becomes much simpler and it happens. You know, somebody, we were talking about people that sell on Amazon. It's like, well, I want to sell a million dollars. Okay, how about you sell $6 first? Because if you can sell $6 and you can sell $6, then maybe you could sell $9. Right. And then if you can sell $9, how about we go for 18? But you, you don't have a skill set to even sell $6 and you think no. you're going to stand up and say, I'm going to do a million dollar business on Amazon, but I have no process. No. I don't surround myself with the right people. No. I'm going to go it alone because, damn it, I'm no. smarter than everybody else. Right. Um, I want to be the smartest one in the room. Right. And because of that, you get to have the smartest one in the room result, which is actually, most of the time, broke. 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 Well, yeah, making money is very simple. It, it really is. And there's, there's an abundance of money out there. But so many folks don't, you know, they haven't put any work in in anything other than edifying themselves. Oh, other well, than a second. they have put it. in work. <laughs> they have put in 40 hours of work every week for some employer that's yeah. figured out to leverage out their dream to the person that's still spending 40 hours in a cubicle. That's true. That's true. Or, or they're sitting at home sad because, you know, I, I don't know. But I've said, you know, go get a job. I think that would really be better for you because we are different. Entrepreneurs are different. Like we, we're the, the thought of working for somebody makes me itch, you know? Well, no. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't mind, you know, you know, I have clients and so I would say I work for them. I, the, the relationship is always the same as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, our job, you guys, all of our jobs as an entrepreneur really is a really simple, at least my version is of the definition is actually really simple. Okay. I think we all get way off track thinking this is way more complicated than it is. Okay. Our job as entrepreneurs is actually very simple. It is to manage the relationship between risk and reward. Okay. That's it. Okay. And that relationship is I have a dollar bill. My job is to take that dollar bill, AKA capital, send it out into the marketplace, let it gather up some friends, 
and bring those friends back into my bank account. So now I have five one dollars. Those five dollars, I can take a little bit of risk, maybe give them a little bit of lip gloss, some, maybe some earrings, and send them out into the marketplace, doll them up, dress them up a bit, and maybe they each bring back six dollars. The speed in which I do that comes down to the equation that you talk about in your book. Yeah. The speed in which I implement that, but but. If you are really selling massages or CBD oil or greeting cards or signage or, you know, I don't know, books, I'm just looking around my office here, smoke detectors, right? At the end of the day, the core crux of what you do is risk your capital or somebody else's capital to try and maintain a reward for that capital. Yeah. And you are looking for the highest and best use of that capital. Yes. Yes. I mean, we were joking, you I know, mean, somebody goes and buys a, a product in a store for $10 and then they go on Amazon and it's $2.99. That's not a good use of capital. Not a good use. Not a good use. Or the, the you know, not implementing things that have worked before. You know how many times I've said, okay, well, we're going to do this. And they say, oh, well, we used to do that. Okay, why'd you stop? Well, you know, Karen, you know, used to manage that and she's not working here anymore. And, and yeah, it's like, ugh. I don't know. For me, what I love is I love to take a proven system and just build. So I'll have three, seven, eight, 15, 25, 85 ways, which was in the million dollar equation of systems that works. 85 things that I did every single month in my telephone company to take it from 300,000 to 36 million, just over and over and over and again, you know, and if you can't fall in love with the mundane, right? And then the, in the process of the mundane of doing it over and over again, then that's where you lose. Now, can we risk? Absolutely. And I believe that we get to win because we risk. We put everything on the line. My kids' college funds, you know, my mortgages, everything is on the line for me to build my million dollar business. And I believe that it is my obligation and my duty <laughs> to get as much money as I can because I've risked it all. So I need to get, as you said, more of those coming back from what I've put out, period, end of story. There's, there's nothing so that when I see them not doing that, I say, well, what do you, so why are you in business? Why? Thank you so much for listening to my passion project and the million dollar equation podcast of which you're hearing. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> so click the subscribe button to get each week your new favorite episode. And I think people will give you all kinds of different reasons because they don't know how to really articulate what it is that they're in business for or why. You know, I, I'll take a lot of folks and I'll say, look, go join a network marketing business. It's infinite returns. You risk a few hundred bucks, which most, most, you know, franchises are a couple hundred thousand real right. estate. You're into it a few thousand bucks. Like go risk a few hundred bucks, get around some positive people, start to wipe the cobwebs out of your noodle. And, um, and then go sell something to a couple of friends and family that, that, you know, are probably consumable that are going to be on a recurring revenue. My first network marketing business, I'll never forget as long as I live, the first month I worked my butt off and my residual check was $6.20. And I called my dad and my dad, my check was $6.20. He's like, are you kidding? My dad ran a multi-million dollar veterinarian business. I'm like, dad, you don't understand. The system works. If I can make $6.20, I never have to pay my gas bill again, ever. My gas bill, I was in a studio. It was about six bucks. Right. Next month, I call him back. I'm like, Dad, my residual check this month was $24. My dad's like, are you friggin' kidding me? Like, would you, uh, come on now. I, I sent you to college. Like, the least right. you could do is call me and tell me you have, you know, a bunch. I'm like, Dad, you don't understand. Month over month, that's a 400% return. And all I did was the mundane. I just did the system. And I'm now 400% higher than I was last month. I don't ever have to pay my PO box, my gas bill. 
ever again. Yeah. And that, and that set me off on being able to follow a system. Save yourself time, energy, and money. That's what system stands for. Save yourself some time, energy, and money. That's it. And it is about the equation. It's about the system. And once you have mastered the system or the equation, yeah. then it's like full throttle, speed, forward, gas to the pedal, risk the house, risk the car, risk the kids' college tuition, yep. and triple, double, quadruple down on that system because you've got the math working. It's yeah. about math. Yes, period, all the time, all the time. But they don't they don't even wanna spend 500. And I go, if you're, if you're not willing to risk it, then please go back to work. And please I just, I won't, like for our, our clients, I won't let them say the word spend. So uh, the two words I have a challenge with, well, I have three challenging words in the US language, in English. Number one, I don't think people spend, I think they invest. You either invest or you don't. You can invest your time, energy, and money. You invest some kind of resource, right? But if you, if spending 500 means that it's a waste. Investing 500 means you're sending $500 out into the marketplace and you're bringing more back. Yeah. Um, number two, I despise the word balance. Balance, balance plays in the domain of either or. It's either family or friends, family or a movie, my business or my family. I really believe in creating an environment where you can have it all. Got it. Um, and the third one is just a small little one is because uh, a lot of people work in the weight loss, uh, the weight loss room. Like I work with a lot of people that are in that space. And I say, look, when you lose your keys, What's the immediate subconscious determination of what the next thing you do is? You scramble around like a crazy woman trying to find them. So if I say you lose 10 pounds or I lose 10 pounds, subconsciously, I am so programmed, now I gotta go find them, which is why these diets are going up and down. But if I say, you know what, I'm done with 10 pounds, I'm just gonna release those 10 pounds back to the universe so somebody else can use them instead of me. There you go. That's a one-way release. Yep. Right? So. Yep. Mindset and language is just so vital in the conversations that business folks have with themselves, with their staff and employees, and ultimately with their customers, AKA their tribe. Sure. You talked about earlier about, you know, properly thanking um, customers. You know, I am a big advocate of that. That's, there's a whole section of the million dollar equation all about properly thanking customers um, and you have your new trusted resource. Tell us about that because I think, you know, there's so many that are out there that yeah, I kind of like and some I don't, but I fell in love with this one when you showed it to me. Yeah, so so let me show you, I mean, the name of the company is, is a company called Banner Season, right? But um, really, and you know, I'm gonna invite you guys to, you can get a hold of either of us and we'll, we'll walk you through and show you, but I just, I, I pulled a couple of things that really, create the wow factor for the end customer, right? So our job is to help our customers look like the hero, right? So if you have a roofing business or you have a massage business or you have a window washing business or you have a dog groomer or a CBD company or your network marketer or whatever, your ability to stay top of mind is vital. It's vital. vital. So I pulled a couple of products like, look, so, so we really work with um, customized, personalized, one-off promotional products. So, I, you know, I could go get a water bottle, something like this made, and have 10,000 of them printed, which most people don't have the money to invest. Um, but you could do something like this, and then put somebody's name on the back. It's like 20 bucks, one-off, and have it sent right to their house, right? Um, you could do a, this is, this is one of my favorites. I was just sh showing you this. You know, you can do a card that says thank you in it. I write the same card. This goes to everybody I meet. Everybody I meet, I put in my phone. I simply do a little tag. They get a card that says, hey, this happens to go to my friend Taya. She moved, so I got it returned to me. That's why I, <laughs> it says, hey, Taya, I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you very much. I just wanted you to know that I think you're absolutely awesome. Casey, hey, P.S., call me when you got this. I want to make sure it arrives safely, and I put my phone number. And then in it, I put a couple of creative little um, cake celebration cakes to say you're seriously awesome. I don't know if you can see at the bottom, but it says baked especially for Taya. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Um, yeah, I'll, you wanna do a coffee mug? You could, this is a friend of mine, sent me this with my picture on the mug, and then our Platinum Inner Circle logo, uh, which is our coaching program, 
uh, on the back. And then this is one of my favorite new ones. I was, uh, Rochelle, I was just showing you this before we jumped on. So this is a, a group of 16 pictures I took off my Instagram account or my Facebook account. I think these came off Facebook. And they're printed on a three inch by three inch cloth backed reusable sticky note. So we call them stick ups. So for example, this is one I just pulled off. You know, they're just, they're just all these, there's some of my friends. Um, you got one here, you know, this is one of my favorites. It's this, and so what you can do is it peels off just like this. I can slap it on anything. I slap it on this water bottle. I can take it off. I can slap it on this bottle if I want, and it goes on there. I can take it off. I have a whole set of these on my refrigerator with motivational quotes. I have them on my bathroom mirror um, with pictures of me. Uh, I love Disneyland, so a lot of them are from Disneyland in Vegas um, that are on there. Um, as a speaker, I'm creating my quotes on there, and now I can send those out right from my phone. Yeah. So, guys, look. Here's the thing. There is no shortage of really cool things that you can do to stay in front of your customer. And what I love about what we've created in Banner Season is we have the ability to take a budget of any kind, say $20 to $5,000, and instead of sending one gift as a thank you gift, why not break that up over 10, 10 times over the next two and a half years? So if Rochelle says, oh, each of my clients I want to spend $500 on, I say, great, let's do, instead of one $500 gift basket of wine and cheese, let's break that up and let's do 10 $50 gifts over the course of the next two years. By the way, when you do that, it's one touch on your phone and you're in complete control. So if something happens, you can remove it. You only pay for the ones that go out um, at the time that they actually go out. There's no branding of banner season on of the card, on the postmark, on the stamp or anything. Our job is to make you look like the hero to your customers. Love it. I, I just, I just absolutely love it. And, and the fact that you can set up the campaigns is, you know, everything we talk about, about, you know, part of this summit is about not only financial freedom, but about time freedom too, and yeah. giving oh. tools and tips and resources and things. And, and I fell in love with this when I first saw it. Well, and what I love about what you teach and what you train on is is really all about doing all of this entrepreneurial stuff with saving time and making more money. Yeah. Right? And so look, is this the end-all be-all? No. Right? But if you have an email marketing program, maybe a texting program, a social media campaign, and you do that to 100 top influencers in your space, and your dream 100, Russell Brunson talks about this, the, the founder of ClickFunnels, and I know you've got some amazing people coming up talking about ClickFunnels. Yeah. Um, the philosophy that they bring forward is massive, which is, look, it is about creating a dream 100 of influencers and then really looking at those folks to leverage your partnerships, relationships, and their, and their networks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you do that and you start filling in the gaps, guys, about where um, you can stay in front of that Dream 100 and whether that's your, like, let me back up. Let me, let, Rochelle, one of the funny things is when I do big, big events, I, yeah. I will almost always start out by saying, hey, any of you that rely, rely, meaning the lights are kept on by referrals, stand up. 99% of the room will stand up. I'm like, awesome. Okay, got it. Now, I want you to sit down. If you cannot tell me the names and phone numbers of your top 10 revenue generating referral sources, 98% of them sit down. Absolutely. Like, so you're relying on all these people and you can't even tell me who they are. No. And so the ones that are standing, I'm like, okay, now sit down. If when I call those people, they can tell me the last time you talked to them, the last time you connected with them and how much value you add to their life. And nobody's standing by the end of that exercise. This banner season is phenomenal at getting that person to know who you are and stay in your space. But right. it's up to us to also build that social bank account. Right. Right. You know, the, the biggest thing about the, the whole new book and speed is it, it's exactly this. Let's get this, you know, let's figure out who these people are. 
make sure that they are selling to our existing customer, right? And who we really want. And then building that relationship. And so even Speed School or Speed Weekend, when you come out and spend three days with me, that's that's what we do. Is like we get who these people are. So that's that's the the 100% way of how I rebuilt that my telephone company in five months. You know, how do you do that? Well, I went to who else has my customer? Okay, hi. <laughs> you know, how's it going? And we built. I just brought tons of value to them, and they were like, and well, you this were leveraging. I, if you were watching this, guys, listen to what she said. What she didn't say was, "I wanted to find out who had my customer, and then I'm going to go try to market my telephone business to that end customer." What she's really talking about is leveraging the relationship with the person who essentially owns at that moment the relationship with that same customer. Absolutely. That is a very big distinction that can be easily overlooked. It's yeah, one thing I can go find out who somebody's customer is, but then if I just try to start marketing marketing to that customer, yeah, I'm not going to get anywhere unless I partner with somebody that has the relationship and the influence over that customer's buying decision. Absolutely, because it's still so cold, you know, they don't know me. So they were. Um, so one of the relationships that we had was with a car dealership that every single person who needed a car needed a phone. So we were partners. They said here, and then I made it even easier for them. Is I gave them gift certificates so that they would get a free activation fee. So they looked like the rock star to the person buying the car. And then after that, I took every single one of my customers and I sent them to the car dealership. So now you know everything just went round and round. They did compensate me for every person who bought a car, but I took care of my customer first. As I said, hey, look, I've been working on. You know, we all know it was Fresh Start Telephone. They were credit challenged people. So I helped them fix and and do their credit repair. You know, they got in the habit of paying their bills on time. And so at the end of the year, then they would be qualified to get to the car dealership. But this whole time, you know, the car dealership was like, "Thank you, thank you. You brought to us, you know, ten out of ten customers, not sixes, not people that we have to be worried about, but ten out of ten." And so, you know, that went on for years and years and years. You know, we we had a partnership with the bank, and they had fresh start bank accounts. They still have them today. Um, that they helped them reestablish banking relationships. Um, we even took it as far as mortgages. So now everything was reciprocal. I mean, it 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 got so much bigger than what I thought it could ever do. You know, but it was all because I came giving first. I didn't come going. Hi, can you send this out to your people? No. And, folks, what you're just talking about is just pure gold, and I don't want people to get lost in the. I don't want people to get lost in the weeds of what you're talking about. Yeah. What she's, what you're really talking about, is really strategically thinking about. I have a person that's had some hard times in their life, and they, for whatever reason, have had a downturn in their credit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and I'm going to actively look for partners that will help these folks um, rebuild their life. Maybe they got divorced. Maybe they got depressed. Maybe they became a widow or a widower.、Um, maybe they were, are a single mom working 77 jobs just trying to put、uh, you know a little food on the table. Maybe、yeah. it's a single dad that has no idea how to raise a, a kid. Like there's there's a bunch of different. Um, circumstances that great people can get find themselves in. If if you find yourself in that spot, all of a sudden the phone company is helping me get into a bank account, or that bank is helping me get into a, a car for crying out loud, or maybe get into an apartment for the first time, so we're not living on the street or whatever. That's not a, that that is a build of a relationship. That's not just a. A BS marketing campaign. Like you have to really have it in your in your heart to take these. In this case, take somebody that's fallen on a little bit of hard time to go. I'm ready to. I'm ready to rebuild.、Right. You know, I, I read a stat、um, that 50% of households in America today. Yeah. 50. This. Th- I can't even really wrap my head around this. 50% of the households today. Make under or bring in under thirty thousand dollars a year. 
I can't even wrap. Now I live in Los Angeles, so I really can't wrap my head around it, right? Right, right. Um, but when I think about that, I'm like, oh my goodness, there is a whole lot of stuff out there that needs to be sounding the alarm for these folks that want to um, improve the life and quality of their family and go, look, should I try to buy a business? Should I try to sell some stuff on eBay? Should I join a network marketing business? Should I, should I try to partner with or learn a skill or get a job where a skill that's gonna help me get that, get, I don't know, I just, there's so much opportunity for us as entrepreneurs to help folks and bring folks from the non-entrepreneurial side over to the entrepreneur side if that's what they want. And if they don't want that, that's fine too. Then let's give them the best experience with our product, good or service we possibly can. Right. Hey you, we are so grateful that you are part of MDE Nation. Are you enjoying this episode? Let me know what you think, especially if you have a question. I would love to answer it personally. You can go to RochelleShaw.com forward slash podcast to get more information about each episode or to be reminded of the MDE weekly assignment and so much more. Go to RochelleShaw.com forward slash podcast. Well, how, how I grow, grew so fast was because these were customers that, that the other telephone companies threw away. They threw them away. And I treated them as if, I mean, even when they didn't pay my bill, right? I sent a get out of jail free card to them. And I'd say, I don't know what happened. I know exactly what happened. They didn't pay the bill, right? <laughs> but I said, you know, I gave them dignity back. And to feel like, you know, somebody actually cares about them. So I didn't have to have to ask them to send referrals. They did it themselves. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have to say, will you please refer me? Like, I think that that's so shitty. Really? If you have to ask somebody, it's because you're not doing something else right. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it should be, you know, automatic when you when you run your business. And and for me, that's why. I felt like I needed to make as much money as possible because of all of these things we were giving back and we were providing for folks. You know, it's not just yep. money for me, it's money so that I can make an impact, so I can make an influence in the world. Because you know, so many people are scared to do what I'm doing. So since I'm there, not only do I have an obligation, but I have a responsibility to do the right thing and to give back and to take care of more than I do. Yeah. So I, I, you know, ugh. so I, that's probably the most frustrating part when I talk to an entrepreneur who's not given it 110% and, and whose business can crush it and get to the next level. But I think that they're being so selfish, you know, Ooh, I don't want to work that hard. Well, really? Okay. Well, what, what do you want to do? You know what, what are you here for? What are you on this, on this earth to do? Tell me. I'm here to tip the waiter at the pool that brings me my pina colada. <laughs> $500 just to make sure that I always have a cold one. Like, you know, I mean, and that could be like whatever it is for you in your business, yeah. like go with it. You know, if, you know, I particularly like the idea. I mean, I'm, I'm really fortunate in the fact that when something happens in an emergency with one of my family members, I go to the airport and I get on an airplane. Get on a plane. I don't search. I literally don't search. The airlines, I literally go to the board and I go departure and I find the next flight to the city I want to go to. I go, oh, that's American Airlines, that's Delta Airlines, that's Southwest. And I just go buy the damn ticket. That's when you can really, um, that's just one of the things for me. I know we've gone way over time. I uh, Before you close me up and we stop, can I do one thing? Because this is what I want to be able to do. Absolutely. Is we're going to do... It's me taking a picture of me taking a picture on us chatting. Why, you guys? Because I want to go be able to post it. Because we're goofballs, right? And and, and I want to be able to share to the world uh, what you're bringing this. This summit is awesome. For you guys that are watching, dial into all of the content. I mean, Rochelle has brought together uh, like 30 of us. And basically, this is how it went. 
Like, look, I'm doing this thing with 30 of my friends, and you're one of my friends. So if you're one of my friends, you'll do it. And if you won't, then I don't know what to tell you. I might unfriend you on Facebook. Right. I might never, ever be your friend again. <laughs> and and what, I love about, what I love about you and what people get to experience when they're in your space is the ability to have fun, grow, and you're always looking for the value play and how to add more and more value to the lives of people that are in your space. And and just as a as a guy who has nephews but no kids, I know at your core, it's all to be the best mom possible. And that little girl of yours, although I shouldn't say she's that little anymore because I knew her when she was like really tiny. Um, now she's, you know, within years of driving, which is just freaky. Scary. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's just really heartwarming to watch that the reason you get up in the morning and bring what you bring to the table is so that you can provide the best life and the best opportunities for that young woman that you're bringing up into the world. I just, I'd say, I just, I'm really honored. Ah, uh, thanks. But we should all die and come back as her because she's got the best life ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get in her good graces. She's awesome. <laughs> Well, it has been my absolute pleasure. I am so grateful that you would spend an afternoon with me, spend more time than we thought, um, <laughs> you know, just, just shooting the shit. But I think delivering super, super value to everybody watching. They're crazy if they don't go and, and see there's going to be links so that you can try out Banner Season. Um, please do that. Please, if you see this dude anywhere, you know, friend him on Facebook, follow him on Instagram. Um, do whatever because he's he's just a rock star and, and I only have friends that are rock stars by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm so just, I'm just honored. Like, I'm like one of your little new kids on the block. I'm your new kid to your Spice Girl. Let's let's go. There we go. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Right. All right, my friend. Have a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Thanks, guys.